Aloha kako. Parts of this episode contain strong language and adult themes. Mahalo ko no ke hoe ana mai ikahana na olono. Ah, this is uh like you know, I tell my daughter eh? That's Skippy Iowane speaking at the King's Landing Makahiki ceremony. But, so I told her that Lono, when it comes every year, it's because, like when you get a brand new tire, you gotta realign the car. Your tire go one way or the other way. So, when you get the Makahiki, every new year is to realign the connector with the earth, the mother earth. The great green goddess, Matuahine Aina. This is a Hawaii Rising podcast special. I'm Kenji Cataldo. I'm Suyuno Amos. In the fall, we spoke with Aina Aloha and Ha'avina Iowane about their organization, the Kali'i William Iowane Legacy Foundation. We heard what it was like to grow up in King's Landing with their father, Kili'i, or Skippy, Iowane. In today's special episode, we're taking you to Keao Kaha on Hawaii Island, where we joined the Iowane Ohana and the King's Landing community for their ceremony marking the opening of the Makahiki season in November. Makahiki is the season of Lono. It lasts for about four months, beginning when Makali'i, the constellation known in English as the Pleiades, rises at sunset. While the remainder of the year is governed by the war god Ku, the months of Makahiki are a time of peace and feasts and games, when warfare is prohibited and the fruits of the harvest are redistributed. The day of the ceremony, we drove down the coastline from Hilo to a beach park right outside the gates of King's Landing. We are at um, Lehia. Um, and so when we were uh, younger, they called it Pu'umaile because there was a hospital here called Pu'umaile. And then the tsunami uh, wiped it all out. That's then, Aina Iowane. Uh, the county uh, gave the park, this grassy field area, the name of Lehia. Lehia is, also, uh, is actually the name of that point there. So right here, it kind of points, uh, breaks. So we have Waiuli along this side. And then right here at Lehia, uh, we have Lehia. And then the sandy area is Kionipupu. And in the back, we have some ponds. It's called La'iei Kavai. Uh, my auntie Hui just told me the significance of Lehia is that this is where the, um, the currents break. So right here, we are actually uh, southerly is the break here. And the, uh, up there is actually north, Hilo, because we're uh, kind of towards the Kohala. So this lie right here of Lehia actually uh, marks the changing of the current. It was a gray, drizzly morning, and we hoped it wouldn't rain too hard. Up a bit from the beach, there's a grassy clearing and a gravel parking area surrounded by forest. At the back, the gravel road passes through gates leading to King's Landing. When we arrived, there was already a good-sized group there setting up. In the center of the clearing, near an ahu, stood the Lono Akua Loa, a tall wooden staff representing Lono. Hanging from its cross piece, long stretches of white cloth called pea gently waved in the breeze. Aina's husband, perched on a stepladder, was adorning the Akua Loa with lei. While members of the community were putting up tents and getting the sound system going, Aina gathered the children to prep them for ceremony. So you put it on the ahu, and you take three steps back, 
okay? You can know, after that is the dance, okay? And, and everybody will learn to dance. And, and, and even if you only know footwork, you're gonna do the dance. And even if you only came once to practice it, you're gonna do the dance, okay? Yes. You're doing the best you can. You know, and then after that, we can go back to our buddies and get ready because James is at 11, okay? Okay, any questions? No. Okay, I'm gonna go get the key here in the Ava and we'll get started. That means no leaving the table, little. Okay? Just no hook At about 10, Ina led the Kiki in ceremony. Before we start, remember the intention of ceremony is one, to have good thoughts, yeah? Two, to have good thoughts for the whole year. And three, to come together as a community, okay? And so we're giving Lono Ho'okupus so that we can have a good year in King's Landing and get our leases. That's what we're giving Ho'okupu for. <laughs> that's our intention and our goal, okay? Okay, because we want to so that's what we think of. Did you know? Okay, so when Kaupa'i starts, we're going to only do the chanting and we're going to kia kono ono all to the end. And then when we pow, we can go back to holo ahiu, okay? But in ceremony, no holo ahiu. Mommy, um, Yes, after the ceremony, okay? Okay, are we ready? And a quick note. Aina told us to record everything, including the Oli. Ceremony uh, for Makahiki started, well, in 1982, I believe. Either 1980 or 1982, they had the first, um, well, the first return of Lonoika Makahiki ceremonies on Kaho'olawe. And Auntie Nalani Kanaka'ole and her mother, Auntie Edith, um, organized the, that ceremony and the protocols and the steps of the ceremony. And then they taught that to um, the participants that were there at the time, and they all got there um, whimsically on their own. So it wasn't like an organized who's going to be there to participate. They kind of heard that they were going to have ceremony again in Kaho'olawe, and so uh, people were attracted there for different reasons. Uh, my father, Keli'i uh, Iwane, was one of those. And so from those first participants, uh, Antinalani called them Mo'olonos because they were the first to redo ceremony again. Uh, and he and she instructed them to go and take the ceremony of Makahiki back into their communities. So that's what my father did. It took him a few years after that because he had our first community ceremony in, I think, 84, the year that I was born. And so uh, he brought the, the lono, akualoa, the god, and the image, and, and what he knew and gathered from the first ceremony. And then a few years later, my mother, Carrie Iwane, took it to the school. She worked at... Um, Kaumeke Kael Public Charter School. And so she took the ceremony to the school. And then my cousin, Kaumakaiva uh, Kanakaole, helped follow the same ceremony that they had in Kaho'olawe. He created one for Kaumeke. And so in those same steps and ceremony that, and I think Kaumeke has been doing it for like 15 years now. 
And so that's the same uh, process we have today. Uh, when my father gave me, my father gave me Lono, the God, when my son, he was born and he is six. So six years ago, my father gave me the God. And so, cause he told me it was time for him to distribute Kuleana. And so he gave me the God and, and I was uh, excited, scared and shocked because that means that I had to do things. And so um, I did it. I, I, I continued it on in the school and then now I bring it, continue to bring it here uh, for the community event. The slight difference or addition to the ceremony today was um, I, I choreographed a dance because I wanted to give a gift to community and a gift of uh, dance. Uh, and so it would be a community dance that, that I plan to, to share and teach to the community every year. So the goal is that you know, more and more of the community become comfortable and, uh, with ceremony and will come and participate with ceremony. And so this year I wanted to, with the gift, I first wanted to give it to my village and to my community. So that's all the little kids you see in this morning. That's me and all my childhood friends that I grew up in King's Landing. That's our keiki. So it was really, uh, it was very significant and very emotional for us to watch our own keiki do ceremony this morning. You know, it's always about the keiki too. Auntie always tells us that ceremony is not about one person, that it's about the practice. And so the goal is to continue the practice. And so that's what we saw today with the keiki doing ceremony. The modern celebration of Makahiki is part of a broader history of renewed cultural practice and political movements for land and sovereignty in Hawaii. The lineage of the ceremony in Keokaha, tracing back to Kaha'olawe, exemplifies the persistence of cultural knowledge through multi-generational practice, as well as the political significance of Makahiki. Like that first Makahiki ceremony on Kaho'olawe in the 80s, like ceremonies in Makua and at Pohakuloa, the ceremony in Keokaha is an important part of its community's movement for Aina that goes back to the origin story of King's Landing. In the early 80s, Kili'i Iowane, Uncle Skippy, was awarded land from the Department of Hawaiian Homelands, but faced with bureaucratic obstacles, he looked for another way to live on the Aina and founded the village of King's Landing. Aina shared some of that story in our previous episode on King's Landing. My father was awarded land in Keokaha from his great-grandfather. Faced with roadblocks, he, he started to get frustrated, of course, my father, with all things that have to do with the state and, and the Americas. Uh, so he wanted to find a, a different 
way. His na'au was telling him that this shouldn't be the way that I am expected to rehabilitate myself as a Hawaiian. So he went to King's Landing. Uh, he asked, first he asked my grandfather, my great grandfather, what he thought of it. And uh, he encouraged him and he supported him. And so this was nearing the end of my great grandfather's uh, time. He was uh, on, uh, using, uh, what is that, a cane at that time, a ko'oko. And so my father uh, took him in to King's Landing. And uh, when he decided upon the area, he started, he would hand cut with, you know, just a cane knife. He hand cut the trail. And first he just, the original trail was to find the place that he would then uh, lay the house so the foundation and, and he cut the trail and it took him, I feel like he said it took him all day. He cut a little bit and then he would help my um, great grandfather, Grandpa Iwane up and, and walked him up to the next place, put his chair down and sat grandpa down and then started to clear again. And then when he opened up a big enough space, he would go and get grandpa and they would walk and he would take the chair and they would sit it down. And then at the point that, uh, both my father and my grandfather thought that this was the suitable place. And it, it had a combination to do with the lay of the land, the topography. You know, King's Landing is very rough terrain. You know, it's not flat ground. It's not uh, it's not dirt. It's all rock and it's ravines. And so when they found uh, the right land and the right uh, feeling, then Grandpa Iwane told my father that that would be the place. And so... Uh, Grandpa Iwane and Dad did their pule, asking the space and uh, for the opportunity to raise his family in there, and and that's how uh, Waikaalulu was born and our Hale was born. Two generations of villagers have been born since then, and the community is still fighting for a more secure status with DHHL. With a new generation at the helm, the community is working to get 99-year leases to ensure that King's Landing will still exist for generations to come. We'll hear more about the history of Makahiki later on in our interview with Uncle Skippy. But first, now that ceremony is complete, it's time for music and games. Among other things, Uncle Skippy is famous for his music, what his daughter Vina describes as lyrical scriptures. You know, in our the planet, the planet Earth is our mother, the great green goddess. That's why they call us Kiki Okaina. And this song is uh, uh, I Hilo itaua kanilehua. We go puna, hey hey hey, payala. Pune iteala, otapua. Hey, 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 hey,
Canalima is a falling star, sleeping in abandoned cars. Sometimes knackers can be jerk. Annexation always hurts. I tell you, sometimes I feel just like a motherless child. Oh, sometimes I feel just like a motherless child. Kekioka, I now open your eyes. You've been a hypnotized. The rest of the day was dedicated to food, fun, and games. After we feed the god, we feed ourselves. That's Ha'avina, Aina's sister and fourth daughter of Uncle Skippy. So I took the kuleana or responsibility of the games this year. Divided into three age groups, the children rotated through games, competing for prizes. Um, so the kids played three games. They played ulumaika, which is, I guess, um, like bowling, but without the pins. It's the, the, the rolling one that you've seen. And we had pohakoyos made out of rock. And then we had mopahe'e which is the, uh, the sliding stick one that you've seen, and then hey hey or racing. And normally there's more makahiki games, but those are the three that was allowed with uh, uh, CDC and all that. We asked Vina how this year's celebration compared to makahikis of the past. Well, last year it was uh, way more mellow because it was much more COVID strict. So it was just the Maha community last year. Maha, or Malama Ka'aina Hana Ka'aina, is a community association of King's Landing. Uh, this year it's, it seems to be double the size, which is fun. Um, was I seen, this is the first year I've seen kids I wasn't familiar with, and that's good, because usually with the village kids, I know all of them. There may be like only like two or three families that I didn't recognize, but that's good to get more families in. That's what we're trying to do. So hopefully next year when it's even less COVID restricted, we can get more unfamiliar families that we don't know, more outside community coming in. It's always the villagers for sure. And then the question is, is the outside community gonna participate? Because I don't know if you see, we are bumpy road. If you notice, it was all paved road. Mm -hmm. And then this is bumpy road. So growing up, this was the bumpy road. And not too much people like to come into the bumpy road. <laughs> So Makahiki used to, at one point, was just Maha. It was bumpy road people. The, the outside community, I guess, was, I don't know, never participated so much. That siren, by the way, was Vina's nephew playing with a new toy fire truck. And we're trying, to, we're trying to get the outside community to participate more. Hopefully with less COVID restrictions, we can. But I feel like this was a success. It was fabulous. The main thing is that the kids enjoyed themselves, and we did ceremony. Yep, as long as the God is happy, we are happy, and we can have a prosperous year. Kohala, hey, kamakani, kamakani, ah, pa pa.
waiting list was meant for kill. Hawaiian homes kill at will. You know that more Olelo said, Kanaka man dead don't need a bed. Oh, sometimes I feel just like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel just like a motherless child. Okay, Kyoka, I'm open your eyes. You've been a hypnotized. For the rest of this special episode about Makahiki and Keokaha, we're sharing an impromptu interview we got to do with Uncle Skippy. While we were seated under one of the tents, Uncle Skippy carried over a plate of rice and stew and said, Eh, you guys like interview me? Suno answered, Yeah. And Uncle said, Okay, I gonna eat with you guys then. And sat down with us for an interview. This was all homeless. All this whole area was all homeless. Uh, well, uh, nah. Homeless is for non-Hawaiians. Houseless is for Hawaiians. And then uh, the other houseless village was Onekaka. So what we did was um, incorporate. We organized all the homeless people to attempt to have some sense of uh, self-determination. So this Makahike, uh, from started over here, not to uh, it's the second year or third year. But we used to have them at Hawaiian homes. Uh, Kyokaha. But uh, <clears throat> what happened now? Uh, Hawaiian homes, the, the problem with Hawaiian homes, they're very uh, stingy. You know, they, they don't let the land. So we used to have them for $25 for the weekend. Then they went up the price to $100 a day. Uh, you need policemen and one uh, part of party for every 100 people and uh, insurance so we, we couldn't uh, we couldn't afford so we brought it in here and um, uh, then my daughter them took over Aina so they got the, I don't know they got some uh, agreement with the, the county for this area but we've been doing Makahiki I think I don't know 35 years 30 I forget you know well, actually, we've been doing makahiki from the beginning of time, so this is two, 200 and, 2021 times we did it. Yeah. What year is it? 2021, 20 eh? yeah. Yeah. Could you tell us about that, um, that makahiki that happened on Kaholave? Oh, well, we did that makahiki. Um, um, well, one, like I was telling you, was... Um, um, Resurrect the gods, recall the people. Uh, the people had um, left the earth and went into the Christian church. And then that, that story is done. New, eh? We look in the book and when we look up, the land was gone. So uh, we felt that a lot of the time we was going to resurrect the god, Lono, uh, to try to recall the people back to the, the frame of thought. Keki Okaina. That the earth was our mother and uh, <clears throat> not that because uh, we were sleeping on the sidewalks and in abandoned cars so we felt that um, um, by trying to uh, put in a uh, what you call Hawaiian God hopefully that would uh, agitate within the dormant spirit of the Kaneka his own identity or her own identity 
And I think it, it uh, what do you call? It did okay, because my kids doing them. But what this thing also, eh? A people is their spirit. Then their spirit was, um, I don't know how, it's not weak, but the human vehicle, the body, they need a spirit to propel the soul, to propel the body in a direction. But if the spirit, uh, if Blinka is stuck, he's just going in one circle. But he thinks he has forward progressive movement, but no more. You know, it's same like putting the, the, the clutch, the transmission in neutral and pressing the gas. You know, only noise. <laughs> but no more, no forward progressive movement. So, what we was thinking back in them days was to give that spirit, uh, like now, that's what I was telling on the microphone, realignment. Realign with the earth because the, the car, the, the vehicle of the Hawaiian soul is off. So we felt that the, uh, the identity of something Hawaiian would bring the, 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 the spirit back on, uh, on course. So a lot of, um, a lot of ways it worked, but not enough, you know. Uh, not as much as uh, Mauna Kea. Now Mauna Kea, they kick ass. You know, the Mauna Kea movement, we kick ass. And then a lot of the young people came. <coughs> and uh, they identify with the Mauna and their spirit when hook up. And that's what this is supposed to be. That's what we're trying to accomplish with this. So any Hawaiian spirit hook up, look at that. Now that don't look like the how many stations Jesus had? Anybody here Catholic? No. Well, anyway, Jesus was walking around with the cross. And um 14 shit happened or 12. Can I remember? But this is our man. So we, we was um that was um uh, and oh for whole love now. It was because when Lolo come, the rain come. See the rain. So we was thinking to um, um Revegetate Kaolave. Well, you been to Kaolave? No, I haven't. Dusty, windy, and so from the bombing. So, our thoughts on all of the um, spiritual essence of the soul and re, what do you call? Identification. Identity to the soul of the Kaneka. 50-50. You know, before we start this makahike, makahike, you break all the couples, the couples rest. Your enemy can come sit down with you. So you're supposed to have that uh, time out. We have to repopulate. Yeah. So, um, what we did in Ohia, see, like me, I'm not uh, holy. Okay? My daughter more holy than me. So, I did that. The first makaiki was in the middle of the homeless camp. So, <clears throat> we would steal one cow, you know, from, uh, I'm not going to tell you where, but it was a well-off rancher. 
So we're going that night, pop, cut them all up. Let's check the first three we steal from the same range. And then we brought them back. We, we, you know, we justified that with native gathering. But um, we started in the middle of the Hawaiian homes camp. I mean, the homeless camp. And, uh, and had all the homeless people all drunk and druggies. But we would cook, you know. So that's where the makahiki started. And then now, since we couldn't get in Hawaiian homes, they're doing them here now. But I think my daughter and them get one uh, MOU or MOA with the county. So, as we, as we're where we're here now. Why do you think Monokia was so successful? Um, visual. They see the mountain. Then you see this village, you know? Then you see the homeless people, but homelessness is part of all of this. Houselessness is the mo one of the invisible um, um, pictures in Hawaii, you know? They ignore them. And then uh, well, what is the reason is the, uh, the land, the price of land. So, when Mauna Kea came up, you can see the mountain. And the mountain is, um, you know, the Hawaiian way. The earth is the, the wahine. The earth, the earth is the woman. The dark is the man. So, when you look at the peak of Mauna Kea, that's supposed to be uh, the wahine. Then so, when the, when the man and the wahine touch, he come like that, eh? You know what he said? So, what we, the, the feeling is, when, the, when the, the earth mother and the sky father uh, have sex, you shouldn't go peek in the window. You know, so that, that <laughs> what do you call a telescope? He peeking in the window. And uh, stuff like that, that nature. But uh, a lot of these guys, like my dog, my opener here, all these young buggers, is just their kahoolawe. You know, identify with something that's uh, being uh, uh, massacred, mm. raped. So that's why at, up, up there, oh, I had so much people. Well, it's too cold, you know? Too cold. I go up there sleeping. I wasn't a happy puppy. I mean, I had plenty of people, and that was exciting, but that did nothing for the freezing cold. So I told him, call me when the police come. You know, and my daughter, them, all these guys was all up there, doing all the chants. Once an hour, once an hour. He was up there. I went just for one day. Well, I'm not gonna argue, but to me, they overchained. I think no change. The guy stand up for half an hour. I said, ah, frick. I walk. I walk for half hour. Come back. But all the time, they must have worked because no more TMT. What do you think of, what do you think of everything your daughters are doing right now? How they're carrying on? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Everything is wonderful. Look out. Ah, Monica. I run out of, uh, I can still do, you know, but um, all of you see, all the people who used to be my muscle, my age group, all dead. 
That's why I don't drink anymore. Though my drinking buddies did. And when I drink with these young buggers, we got nothing in common. You know, see like how that boy play music. That's how we was. When I grow up, drink. If you like sing, you better sing your song fast because the next person likes sing. The next person likes sing. So when we was, before our days, we drink. They don't talk too much. If you like talk, you go another place. But they sing. But nowadays, when I see that drink with my, my son-in-laws, they talk. And we have, you know, nothing in common. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Except for my teeth and my more bullets. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anna told me about how you passed on the Lono Akua to her. Mm. Why? Yeah, can yeah. you talk about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because drive. Drive and commitment. You learn them fuckers, yeah. the, the men's. They broke. You know what is this? You know, broke dick. Mm. This is a good dick. This dick good. This is a broke dick. So a lot of the young men was all broke dick. They're not here. Where they stand. But when I was coming, you know, because I seen that for the uh, tradition to remain strong, you gotta have uh, like fresh water. You know? You know the old Hawaiian saying? If the water no move, come stink. Mm. So for a water move, you gotta get them, the young one. And, uh, my daughter, my mo'opuna. This is my mo'opuna, you know, right there. My first mo'opuna. Mm. But, so I, I, I recognize that a lot of the men, because when I look at the, I've been trying, you know, talk to the young men, but they never have them. First, you gotta have clarity, you know. You know more clarity, you're easily to be misled, misdirected. So, I look at my daughter, and I gave it to her. Come. I watch her. Strong. Clear. Both of them. Udaro and, uh, and Vina, the twins. Aina, I gave this card. That's her. The other sister. Is the other god, Kane. Because mm. when she was born, I never knew I had twins. I thought only one baby. So when the baby came out, I've been cut the cord. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How was the baby? <laughs> when I cut the cord of her, that one, I kind of, her blood, I never knew I had twins. So when I cut the cord, all her blood came out. But when she was born, she was born dead. So, mm. I asked to the God in here, Kani, you, you give me back this girl, I give you my life. Mm. She will leave. So that's why I gave this house in here to her. I gotta give back her. Eh? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, so far pretty good. But they're here. So it's working. So that's why, at that time, even now, eh, a lot of the brotherhoods, uh, you know what is an armor singer? You guys heard of that? You know what is an armor? You know, you go over there on the rock, you go look, we'll get on crab, the black crab. You see the black crab run on the rock? 
It's good that you ate that crab. Oh, I love that crab. But the Hawaiian same. You the armor. You put them in a bucket. Every time one armor try to get out, the other armor grab them and pull them down. So they, they sing like um, uh, they're jealous that the um, uh, one crab have the possibility of getting out of the bucket. So the other crab, instead of letting them go, he grab them, pull them down. For me, I think different. I think that um, the first guy who grabbed the bucket, the, the, the lead, he gotta be strong. Because the other person not trying to drag him down. That other person like you give his hand so he can climb up. But he no more the strength for grab that uh, lip. So in the armor syndrome, you, you um when the people they stuck in a bucket, all those who no more the drive for make them out, gonna complain about anything. You know? Because misery love company. <coughs> but when you in that a uh, bucket, in your misery, it justifies that uh, you know try to get out. And the, the bucket is here. Here is the bucket. If you once you know that, see, forget out of the bucket, you cannot lie to yourself. So the Hawaiian people, a lot of the uh, Hawaiian people, they lie to themselves that it's not their fault. You can only get away with that once, maybe twice. Lucky three. But after that, it's your fault. You know? There's only, only so many uh, 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 environmental situations that you can uh, uh, say when fuck you up for go forward. Yeah? But once you, but first, you gotta recognize what it is, okay? You recognize. What's the Christians? I call them the, the Christian Caucasian colonist crusaders. What's them fuckers? You know, and then the Africans gonna tell you the same thing. They gave you the Bible and they took the land. So by the time they came to Hawaii, they was well-versed. But the Hawaiian people, they lost. See, now, you know, telling the reality, they say, uh, where's the treaty? You heard that before? Okay, where's the treaty? The queen never did, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. What may I say, you look at the policeman. You see which way the gun point. If you point at Governor Ige, we win. But he not. So you cannot lie, because the gun's still pointing at me. So irregardless of what your, your reasoning, why you don't uh, uh, get out of the pakini, first, you never tell a truth to yourself. How we, how we are in this envir situational environment called, uh, uh, what do you call that now? Uh, the 58th star. It's a fallen star. Uh, here, Coco Canelima. It's a fallen star. And, uh, and, the, and the cake you're living in abandoned cars. You ever hear me sing that this morning? Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's all relative to the spirit and the ability to recognize the truth and how you're going to fit because we no more nuclear bomb. And the world, don't, what beat the nuclear bomb? Nothing. Tidal wave. Mm. You remember Fukushima? Mm. Yeah. You saw what the wave did to that nuclear plant? Whoppa! So, that's why I make the earth my god. But, back to the nuclear bomb. The nuclear bomb is like Pele. The nuclear bomb. 
it's above human, but below the earth. Mm. You know? So if that, when we as a people recognize the power of the nuclear bomb, in my opinion now, I'm not going to say that because uh, the, uh, I'm not going to call them retards because they're strong. They think because we right, we're supposed to win. Right does not mean righteous, and righteous does not mean right. So here we are, Makaike, and then go back to the armor in the bucket. What do you hope to accomplish with your time? If you want to stay in the bucket, or do you want to get out of the bucket? You know, you know I came in here. Because this is a bucket. But this is our bucket. So when you can reckon, you know, so how I had to figure out was how to come to the bottom of the bucket and be comfortable. So anyway, that, that, that's what it comes down to me too is how do you, uh, how are you going to uh, recognize your coffin? You know? But when you're born, Hawaiian people, when we're born on this earth, we're born with a piece of aina in our na'au. But what you got, if you look and touch them, you cannot smell, you cannot hear, you cannot feel her. Because you cover them with Jesus Christ, First Amendment, a camp school, put on a leo, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so you know what I'm saying? So, and uh, along with that uh, piece of aina, you're born with your coffin. Your coffin come with you to pop out of the, puna, uh, out of the pussy, boom, uh, out pop your coffin. I turn right, my coffin go right. I take a step backwards, my coffin go a step backwards. I go left, I go forward, wherever I go, the coffin right there. Matter of fact, you see him? You right here, my coffin. And when I die, I don't even go far, I just fall in. Hmm. So, the, the, the point is, when you accept your coffin, then you're going to realize, and this is from my grandfather. A lot of my manao come from my grandfather. He tells, skip it. I go, yes. If somebody tell you they're going to take your place in your coffin, you kiss their ass. But, Otherwise from that, only you can fit in your coffin. You don't need to kiss nobody's ass. You know, it's relative to your time on the earth eh? and whether you want to do it in the bikini or jumping out of the bucket. So all of those things are relative to, uh, are you happy? Eh? Are you satisfied in life? You know what I mean? Yeah, did you cut the mustard? You know? And then who, and who put the mustard? You know, all of those things, question, that's why I tried to train my girl a long time ago, that life is a bunch of patterns. See, right? Earth is pattern, eh? When these guys come up, the wind and rain will come out on Maakalai or Pepe The wind gonna change, the rain gonna change. Every year, when you see him come up, the rain coming from that direction. You know, every year, because that's a pattern. And human nature has so many patterns. Let me, let me tell you guys this story now. This was told to me by my grandfather, Wiley Kanak Nui. Okay? It's the story of the four fishes. In the beginning of time, way long ago before Adam and Eve, if there was such a thing, and if it was Adam and Eve, they was from the Middle East, okay? Bethlehem someplace. Anyway, in the beginning of time, only had uh, four fish. Okay. The Sok, the Ulua, the Puhi, and the Manini. Okay, that's all. Now, 
the great gods, understanding the nature of things, they, 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 be, they give to every fish on certain size teeth. Eh? And every fish, because of their physical attributes, uh, they, they perform better in different depths of the ocean. Yeah? Now, the, in the nature of Unmanini, he can fuck around with you and then go under the rock. You know? So his mana is being he's, can go under the rock. Nobody can fuck with him. But the Pui can. Yeah? Now the Pui, he can go in the rock, but he cannot go as fast as the Manini. Okay? But the Pui can. But in the Pui, he gotta run from the Ulua. The natural, uh, I don't know why, you know that. Ulua love Pui. That's why the, all, all the fishermen, they catch the Pui, and then they throw him on top of the, the slide bait. So the Ulua, he can chase the Pui. But when he go under the rock, the Pui cannot bother him. And same like the shark. The shark can do anything he like, but the Ulua can go sideways. You ever seen the Ulua go sideways? No. The Ulua can go like this. He go like this. When the water comes shallow, the fish go far, the Ulua come like this. Then he turn. He go sideways, grab the fish. So anyway, the, the point is that every fish, by their pattern, it has their certain abilities, but uh, also uh, uh, stuck by certain ability. But the, the, what my grandfather is saying is, you gotta know what fish you, whether you are Manini, or Pui, or Ulua, or Shock. Because they all have different uh, advantages at different times, irregardless. So, and the word, main thing of this Mo'olelo is, if you want Manini and you don't know, no show teeth to a shock. Oi, let's see, that's the story. That's the pattern. The four fish. By the time we were finished talking, the Kiki were ready to go out to the beach for the fishing competition, taking along parents or older siblings as chaperones. Aina stood by to measure the fish and keep count of how many everyone caught. We watched for a bit before saying our goodbyes. On the drive back, we were thinking about our own fish and wondering, were we Manini, Puhi, Ulua, or Shark? Waimea, hey, 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 Ikaua. Itaua. Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me and me with additional support from Mickey. Our theme music is Revolutionary from the band Ukla the Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. Production of this podcast is supported by a fellowship from Princeton University. Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening. Mama Anis is under our feet. Mother Earth still underneath. I don't buy no foreign gods. Touch the living planet, she's a living god. Oh, sometimes I feel just like a motherless child. 
Sometimes I feel feel like a motherless child. Oh, they can't kill kind of open your eyes. You've been hypnotized. I tell you, sometimes I feel feel like a motherless child. Oh, sometimes I feel feel like a motherless child. Okay, Kyoka, and open your eyes. The dollar bill got you hypnotized. Okay, thank you for you guys' attention. I go give it back to you. Aloha, haole makaike ho, and goodbye.